Welcome to Evolve, Mastery for Leading a New World, with CEO and award-winning author, Yvette Bethel. This podcast is dedicated to supporting leaders with a variety of solutions to build trust, inspire authentic change, and improve morale within your organization. Learn how to grow your people, build your culture, and transform your results. Welcome to Evolve, Mastery for Leading a New World. I am Yvette Bethel, and I thank you for joining me so I can share my thoughts about the blame game. I always marvel when I sit in meetings, when assigned actions were not taken, and the responsible manager would say, well, I gave that project to one of my supervisors, and they were unable to finish it. The underlying message in this blaming statement is that the manager delegated the responsibility so he doesn't have to be held accountable. So what is blame? When you blame others for your shortcomings, you are appointing fault or responsibility to someone else in an effort to distract attention from your lack of results. This approach can slow down the decision-making process in some companies as the issue degenerates and becomes whose fault is it instead of what went wrong and how can we fix it? We all play a part in unmet goals. If you are a leader, it may be as simple as seeing someone struggling and not offering assistance because it's their job or it may be that your instructions were not clear. Whatever the reason, blame is based on the intent to cover up the facts and people who become agile blamers are usually great at the art of spin. Blame is usually intended as a criticism and it's driven by emotion. It is really a form of cowardice or a lack of courage to admit your mistakes or shortcomings. It sometimes happens in the presence of the person being blamed. In cases like this, the person being blamed may not feel they are in a position to contradict the blamer because the blamer's influence or or position is very high in the organization. This is just as cowardly as blaming someone in their absence. So here are a few types of blame. Finger pointing. This is straightforward. It's about using your perception of the situation to formulate a way to displace fault. Another type is using you language. When you use you language, you point out how someone else contributed to the situation, overlooking your involvement. It takes you out of the equation altogether and is perceived as an attack. We are all familiar with excuses. Many people come up with rational, compelling excuses and expect accountability to be waived. The bottom line here is that the project or assignment should be done and an authentic discussion should occur if and if you are unable to deliver on time, speak the truth. Instead of making excuses, take ownership and make a commitment to correct the situation. Another type of blame is planting seeds of doubt. Some people have a system of blame they develop over time by planting seeds of doubt about someone else. This is done by questioning their competence or relentlessly pointing out their shortcomings. 
Constant complaining is yet another tactic. Persons who use these tactics usually do this behind the backs of their co-workers. When something goes wrong, it's very easy to assign blame in the absence of others. Sometimes this approach works so seamlessly that the blame will automatically shift to the unsuspecting target of the blame. So why does blame happen? Blame usually occurs when there's fear and distrust. In an office environment where accountabilities and responsibilities are not clearly defined in job descriptions, there can be misunderstandings caused by responsibility overlap. As a leader, one of the first steps in ensuring you create the groundwork for an environment for profession of professionalism and collaboration is to prepare or review job descriptions. Blame is a self-preservation tactic. It is used to cover up your perceived incompetence because you are afraid of embarrassment or being attacked. Some persons prefer to deflect rather than suffer humiliation. Another reason why blame occurs as a self-preservation tactic is because a person may read any form of criticism, constructive or otherwise, as an attack. Rather than suffer through the perceived attack, they prefer to deflect responsibility. Yet another reason why people may blame others is because they link performance to their earning potential. They don't want their salary increase or bonus to be affected by anything or anyone. So, they protect their earning potential by blaming others. Always keep in mind that making yourself look good by causing others to appear incompetent is not a sound tactic. It can catch up with you and expose you in time. There are people who assign their self-worth to being perfect. They fear any perceived form of failure and they associate mistakes, no matter how small, with reputational risk not realizing that they are sacrificing their reputation by blaming. There's, there's another type of person who blames others because of jealousy. They feel that you should not have gotten that promotion or you should not be making more money than them. They perceive a grave injustice has taken place and they are seeking to restructure the playing field by proving themselves more suitable for your job. Blame is a destroyer of trust and at its root is a lack of integrity and a lack of emotional discipline. It can affect your team by reducing productivity. It creates reciprocal dis distrust and when distrust happens, it has a way of being reflected back at the person who created it because distrust moves like a virus. Another product of blame is the real t team issues may remain undefined and unattended to because they are buried beneath the blame game. No one wins the blame game in the long run. If you're a blamer, it may appear that you've won, but you are whittling away the trust in you as a co-worker and the trust among members of the team. So when you're interested in creating a blame-free environment, here are a few tips. Firstly, ask the right questions. Team leaders set the tone when, when the first question seeks to find out who caused something to happen. This puts the team and the person or persons who caused the challenge in defense mode and leads to finger pointing and other types of blame designed to cover up the truth. 
When an error needs to be corrected, decision makers should seek the facts by asking questions that are designed to learn what happened and why it happened. This sets the tone necessary for open conversation and action. When creating a blame-free environment, take appropriate responsibility. There are people who take responsibility for more issues than they should, and there are others who take responsibility for nothing at all. If you're assigned a project, whether or not you delegated the project or parts of it, you are responsible until the goals are met. If things didn't go the way you planned, ask yourself questions like, what part did I play in the creation of this situation? Or, what could I have done differently? When creating a blame-free environment, build your integrity. Admit when you're wrong. Say what you intend to do to correct the situation and then correct it. If you're a leader, remember, don't blame your team. They are an extension of you. The next suggestion is stick to the facts. If you can extrapolate the facts and focus on a solution, you can get things done. Use discernment to understand the real issues and then set the objective to take a fair course of action. My next suggestion is to use emotional intelligence to change your blaming behavior. Firstly, identify your emotional patterns. Do you feel destabilized when something goes wrong? Is blaming someone else an optimal solution for you and the team? Once you identify your emotions and patterns, take responsibility for the circumstances. Fear usually drives blaming behavior. Identify your fears and take concrete steps to overcome them. Think about the consequences of your actions. As a leader or member of a team, you should always be aware of the possible outcomes of your actions or inactions. If you can master this skill and think about possible consequences to your actions and course correct, you can proactively seek to circumvent problematic outcomes. When creating a blame-free environment, you need true leaders. As a leader, you should manage blaming discussions by focusing the group on facts and not taking sides. Also remember to recognize your biases and, out and assumptions. Also, remember to recognize your biases and assumptions. Blamers will always come to you with spin and draw you into their web if they are aware of your biases. You cannot stop anyone from blaming you for anything, but you can nullify the effects of blame by establishing sound relationships with your coworkers and supervisor. One way to do this is to let your supervisor know what you're achieving. We tend to feel we shouldn't have to blow our own horns, but keeping your supervisor in the loop within reason can protect you. Be sure your boss and coworkers have facts that can be proven so that other people's opinions can't compromise your efforts. This means you need to communicate effectively. Now keep in mind that some of the right people to communicate with can be persons of influence at lower ranks within the organization that your supervisor and coworkers listen to and trust. And finally, when you're protecting yourself against blame, maintain your integrity. 
Be someone your supervisor can trust so that if you say anything, you will be believed and respected, especially when things go wrong and your coworkers are actively pointing their fingers at you. Thank you for joining me at Evolve, Mastery for Leading a New World. I invite you to join me every Monday for a new podcast. In the meantime, always remember to grow your people, build your culture, and transform your results. Thanks for listening to Evolve, Mastery for Leading a New World. Visit YvetteBethel.com to learn more about Yvette's leadership programs and to download her free gift, Success Tips for Igniting Your Career.